Welcome back, everyone, to Change Your Mind, Write Your Book, Scale Your Business. This is the show where I'm chatting with brilliant women entrepreneurs who have an inkling that they'd like to write a book. And we get to talk about their challenges, their questions, and what they're hoping to accomplish with their book in this world. This week, I am welcoming guest Amber Petty. Amber helps creatives get bylines and build audiences. After acting for 13 years and getting tired of waiting to audition for roles like woman with legs spread at the gyno office, Amber moved into freelance writing where she worked with the New York Times, Parade, Bustle, and a bunch more. For the past two and a half years, she's helped over 900 students get bylines, start writing for actual money, and begin newsletters to build a platform for their writing career. Welcome, Amber. Thanks for being on the show today. Thank you so much, Danielle. I'm so excited to be here. So tell us a little bit about what you do, who you are, and your love for writing. Yeah, so I, uh, I'm Amber. Hello, uh, as you've said. And yeah, I teach uh, a few different courses and workshops through my business. I have freelance writing for creatives that helps people get into freelance writing and, and get bylines. I have a membership called the Pitching Hour, which is just a way to keep pitching every single week without making it overwhelming. And another newer class about uh, starting your newsletter and getting people to read it. So it's people who have written in other areas or always wanted to write. And a lot of times people don't realize that getting bylines and things is not impossible at all. It is something you can use to supplement your business or just get your name out there or build your audience and kind of same with newsletters. It's a really good way to make a platform for yourself that doesn't feel weird, you know, or like you're chasing followers. You feel like you're actually writing and connecting with people. So, so yeah, that's, that's what I do. Awesome. I love how you said it, it feels impossible, but you're like, no, it's actually totally possible. And mm -hmm. that's such a beautiful thing to bring into the world of entrepreneurship and writers, because I do know that it can feel insurmountable, confusing. Like, how do I mm -hmm. actually get myself out there as a writer? And so I think you and I are on the same page with that of like, it is totally possible. You just yeah. have to kind of know the tips and tricks to do the thing and then go do it. And so we're here to support you. Yeah, exactly. It's not, uh, yeah, I think people get kind of confused of like, oh, I've got to build a billion people audience or like be on social media all the time. And like, there's lots of ways to do things. Absolutely. So just like all of our other guests, you took our quiz. Are you ready yeah. to write a book? And you got perfectly poised, which means you are exactly <laughs> in the place where writing a book would serve your audience and serve your business. Uh, was there anything about those results that surprised you? A little bit. Like I, you know, I've, I kind of thought I'd get like right under perfectly poised or whatever, you know, of like, well, maybe wait a little longer. Um, but I feel like that speaks a lot to uh, me assuming I need to like learn a lot more, wait a lot longer before I do something new. So it's kind of a cool thing to see like, no, by basic metrics, this would be a fine idea. Yeah, that's such a good point. I think we, we kind of self-sabotage in that sense where we're like one more certification, one <laughs> more course, one more lesson, something else, some other thing I need to understand before just diving in and really 
taking the opportunity to say, who can help me with this? Who already does know the things I don't know so that I can actually move forward. Yeah. I, that's definitely how I tend to be. So what's made you interested in writing a book? Well, as a writer, uh, it's a little more natural, I guess. Um, and then I haven't thought about it too, or I've thought about it at different points, you know, and first it was kind of like, as I was starting my business and it felt a little bit more like a should kind of thing to do rather than something I actually wanted to do. Um, and it was also kind of coming from a, like, oh, maybe people will trust me if I have a book kind of a thing, which seems sort of in my terms, like, or in my situation, sort of needy and like coming from, oh God, I've got to like prove myself somehow, which I don't think is probably a great energy to write a book from. Uh, and so lately I've been a little more like, okay, I feel a little more actually confident in what I do. Um, and so starting to actually think about that just seems more like it would just be more exciting. Yes. It would be helpful for my business and things like that, of course, but it's, it feels like more of a natural extension of what I would like to do as opposed to a, I better do it to like impress people <laughs> kind of a thing. Yeah, for sure. And I think there is a big difference between coming to with the energy of like, oh, I need to show people they can trust me versus this is one way that I'd really like to demonstrate my ability and mm -hmm. my trustworthiness, right? So it's it's the same, um, you know, outcome, this idea of building authority, but you're coming to it with the sense of already owning your authority and then sharing mm -hmm. it through a book versus feeling like a book is going to be the thing that builds out that authority. Yeah. And, uh, and that tends to not ever work out when I go at things at a place like that of, oh, well, that'll, that one thing is what'll change it. I don't, I don't need to actually believe it's true. I'll get approval from someone else first. Uh, yeah, that's, that's not been a good pattern. <laughs> Such a good point. Such a good point. So when you and I talked first about this idea of writing a book, you know, you're a writer, but you mentioned that when you think about writing a book and as opposed to the type of writing you currently do, you feel like, well, what do I have to add to the conversation? Where do you think that internal challenge has come from? It comes from, I mean, it comes from the sort of classic, you know, inner critic dialogue in my head that I've always had about everything. And so I've been able to move through that a lot more in a lot of other areas in my life, but tends like when I think of something new and especially because a book just feels so like big and official and fancy to me, you know, it's like, oh, a book, I don't know, a book just feels like, well, someone that writes a book is, is so fancy. Um, so, so that comes up. And then also, cause it's something new, it's also just, I don't know, it just tends to always like rekindle the old criticisms I've found for myself. And then some of it is a little bit, I guess, rude on my part. Cause I have read a lot of books where I felt like a, a lot of self-help books or instructional nonfiction books that have felt just very like, oh, that was like a Wikipedia pages worth of information not a book's worth. Um, so I also don't want to just do that. <laughs> so it's, it's both self-judgment and being, uh, rude and judgmental of other people, I guess, uh, that, that brings me to that. 
I'm not sure that's rude. I mean, we all have <laughs> our critiques and criticisms when we read something. And, and I do think that the nonfiction world has, through self-publishing, been kind of flooded with information-based books. And we all, as entrepreneurs, as experts at what we do, we want to share the information we have. We want to like share our knowledge and give people access to that. But I think when we can step back and say, you know, I want this book to be representative of the quality of my business because a book, while it isn't like fancy, it is lasting, right? It's mm -hmm. out there. Like it is something that will exist on and on, you know, potentially even beyond you in this mm -hmm. world, which makes it an amazing legacy piece. But when we're considering that intentional legacy, we want to make sure we're representing the quality that we feel we embody. And so in order to do that, I do think that's the magic of bringing in a little bit of memoir. So it's this beautiful mm -hmm. blend of our stories and how they relate to the lessons and the information we want to teach so that it's something that is enjoyable for the reader to <laughs> go through, that they're not reading through a Wikipedia page or even an encyclopedia's worth of information. Mm -hmm. You know, not a lot of people sitting around reading encyclopedias and there's a <laughs> reason for that yeah. as humans we want story and so being able to bring that forward could create something really beautiful but I don't think you're alone in this idea of like what do I have to add to the conversation like oh no this is a book it's not just a social media post and mm -hmm. that fear that comes up that imposter syndrome um, it's really common actually even in some of the most successful women yeah and it's it's that also I feel like with some of it, you know, I'm like, well, I'm I'm not really about the writing craft. Like that's not what I am best teaching at. So it's not that kind of book. And then like, oh, if it's more of a slightly business book, well, like Jane Friedman has that book and it's really good. And Susan Shapiro has that book and it's really good. And I don't think I'd say anything extraordinary outside of that. But then if it's just a more business thing, then it's like, well, who am I to write about that? And didn't Jen Sincero probably like already write that? So that's kind of where my mind goes um, when I, yeah, that's how my mind works when it comes to thinking about a book, which is funny because I teach students, you know, like to not do that and not worry about that. And, oh, it's your story. And that's what makes it different. Um, so, you know, I try to tell them I'm not being purposely hypocritical. I'm just saying, hey, I feel all of this too. <laughs> I've just gotten through it in, a, in one way that maybe I can help you with. But so anyway, it's just extra funny to me that it's, I understand technically how it could be done, yet still all that stuff gets in the way. Absolutely. I mean, it, you you nailed it. It's something that you know, we have to walk our talk, right? But yeah. that means that we also experience those limiting things and thinking like, well, what do I have to say about this that's any different? But like you said, it's it's in your stories. It's in how you came about the opportunity to embody these insights or these rules of business or writing or even the bigger idea of visibility of just putting yourself mm -hmm. out there. You know, I think we can go pretty broad in some of our book topics mm -hmm. and it doesn't necessarily have to be exactly what we do. Like I was talking to a coach recently and she's a weight loss coach and she's like, I don't want to write a book about weight loss. I want to write mm -hmm. a book about being empowered and choosing mm -hmm. to live an empowered life. And I think those things match up wonderfully because a truly yeah. empowered person is going to embrace that weight loss journey, hire the coach, 
do the work, you know, make it a lasting change. And the same is true of writing. We might mm -hmm. say it's really uncomfortable to put yourself out there. And here's this about imposter syndrome, this about visibility, but you know, here's this that you can get excited about and look forward to that can maybe override some of that fear and help walk the reader through that overcoming because you've been there. You have yeah. so much more authority on it. And I'm a big fan of saying it takes many voices to create the loud lessons. So even if someone else has said what you said, there are people out there who don't want to read Jen Sincero, believe it or not. I mean, we might love her, <laughs> but there are people out there who are like, yeah, that's not really for me. But then mm -hmm. for whatever reason, they pick up your book and it can blow their mind and open up their you know, hearts to these ideas even though they're the same ideas that maybe Jen Sincero or some other writer has brought up in their books, because mm -hmm. it takes that collective of voices to advance all of us. Yeah, that's really true. So how will you know when it's the right time for you to embark on your book journey? Ooh. Uh, well, the other part that gets in the way is just of not wanting to overwhelm myself with things to do because I do that as well, you know, um, and also with a book because it's a it's a more long term kind of a investment of time and 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 possible ROI. It's easy to prioritize a workshop or a class that you sell and cash in on quickly and you see, you know, it's all much faster. So when would it be the right time? Geez, I think I'd have to, I mean, part of it is that there's not going to be like a moment of absolute certainty. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think so. I think that it's maybe something that it's maybe something I could, like if I decided it right now, it would be a little too overwhelming, but I think something of, even if it's like, maybe let's look into making actual time for this next year or even in a few months in the fourth quarter or something like that. I think it's more of a, I feel like it will be more of a progressive decision as opposed to just, okay, I'm going to do this right now, but I don't know. I could change. <laughs> that's where I'm kind of thinking. I think that's true for a lot of people that it's, it's, First, responding to the desire of like, yes, mm -hmm. I'd like to write a book and then believing that you could, believing yeah. that, you know, you do have something to add to the conversation. And then it comes down to understanding the process a little bit more. So I think before mm -hmm. we can say, I'm going to make time for this, we need to know like how much time do I need to make for this? What does this really look like with this mm -hmm. process? And that can vary from person to person and from book coach to book coach. Um, but as a book consultant, you know, I like to say it takes 90 days to write your book using mm -hmm. the process that I have. And in those 90 days, it's eight hours a week. So mm -hmm. it's really not an overwhelming amount of time. You're looking at, you know, some two hour chunks over four days in the week mm -hmm. or two, four hour days, or maybe one weekend day a week that you sit down and you're like all in on your book. But the beautiful thing is as entrepreneurs, we have so much content like everything mm -hmm. you've written, everything you've spoken is content yeah. for you to pull into your book. So when we work together, we look at what is your golden thread, which is this big idea that you're going to be presenting 
we break it down into an outline of chapters. And from there, you can go scour your existing content and pull into that book. So you get a huge jumpstart from that because, you know, you're not starting from scratch. You have this expertise and you have had it and you've been presenting it. And so like when I wrote my book, Manifest Success, I pulled from my existing content. I had 10,000 words right off the bat before I ever sat down to, to type out a word, I had 10,000 words of my book ready and laid out. And so that's something that can give you a huge head start. And Mm. then those hours are whittled down from there. And by the end of 90 days, you can have a beautifully strong first manuscript done. And the other part of writing a book, that's a wonderful thing is that it's not all on you. You know, Mm. you have your editors to work with. And so it's something where you just have to get through that first draft manuscript. You don't have to worry about having a completely perfected, finished, polished product yet. Yeah. You get to work with other people and bring in their genius and allow them to help you with their gifts. And through that process, this beautiful thing is created that does represent your quality, does represent, you know, your heart and your truth, and you can get it out into the world in a way that feels really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's so helpful to know. And and then I think I also get lot get worried about like also the launching process of it, you know, like oh and then I've got to like spend all this time launching the book and and again it's like why why would that feel harder than launching a class? Like <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> but it's like oh then I've got to you know, it's kind of all a big right now I'm in a real lack kind of space with it, you know, of like, oh, well, that's going to take time away. And that's going to take an opportunity to sell something else away. And I'm thinking of all the ways it takes away when in reality, it's like, yeah, but what could it add? (laughs) You know, that's yes. one, it's not ever either, or Uh, there's usually a mix of all the things all the time. And like, what could it add. I think, I think that's another thing too, where, you know, you just hear a lot of sad stories about books of people that, you know, it didn't sell or they tried so hard and it doesn't sell and all that stuff. And so, so believing that I can write a book, I'm like, yeah, I definitely can. And then it's believing, okay. And I can like, it can be successful in whatever way that is, but you know, it can be read by other people. (laughs) It can be fun and it can improve this, that, and the other in my business or my life. You know, it's believing that piece of it too. I think that I haven't worked on as much. Yeah, definitely. I would encourage you to consider just number one, like what it can do for your life, for your person is just that sense of accomplishment, right? Yeah. Just overcoming that imposter syndrome, moving through the process, learning what you learn. You know, I, I think it's Jim Rohn who said like, it's not about having a million dollars. It's about who you become on the way to being a millionaire. And the same is true of writing a book. It's not mm-hmm. about the book as much as it is about who you become in the process Mm -hmm. of writing that book. And then from there as entrepreneurs, you know, I always encourage everyone to consider your book can add six figures to your revenue year after year, even if you never sell a single copy, because Mm -hmm. here's the thing, we are not authors by trade. We're not here to sell a million books. You know, we're not trying to be this author who's out there with books for sale, making a bunch of royalties. But what we can do is we can leverage our book for greater visibility, which you know very well how Mm -hmm. to do that. And then you can give your book away. 
Mm-hmm. You give your book away in droves. You know, I give out the digital version of my book all the time. And what can happen from there is because you embed your leveraging strategy into the book, you have a way to capture leads from the book. Mm-hmm. And so let's say you get your book into the hands of 600 people who end up on your email list because they love the book. They love what you have to offer at a very conservative email sales rate of 4%. Mm -hmm. You're talking 24 new clients in a year. And if your program is $5,000, you've just made another $120,000 in your business, Mm -hmm. right? And because you've put that time in upfront to write your book, you have now a new level of time freedom as a business owner because your team can use that content. Or even if you do your own content, you can use what's in the book to create your social, create blogs, create emails. And the thinking is done for you because it's all laid out in the book as it is. That nurturing is already built in. So it's one of those things you can leverage year after year for great returns, but those returns don't typically come through the royalties. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's such a And that, that fear of like, oh my God, like literally nobody's going to buy it or like one person's going to buy it. It's like, well, that's like not true. You know, I might not have a billion people buy it, but like, that's not going to (laughs) happen. I know for a fact, I could sell 20 copies for sure. (laughs) And so even thinking of it that way of like, it is kind of a cool, I mean, that's such a cool way to think about it because it does become this very like fun project that also does a bunch of marketing for you and kind of thinking of it in terms of like that instead of like oh this is my novel you know and trying to get it here there and everywhere um instead it's just like yeah it's just the same as email marketing it's just a book and you also got to write a book (laughs) and, and feel that fanciness for yourself Exactly. Um, And when you're owning your authority in a book and you, you do the work to make it go bestseller with your launch, which is not hard to do, actually, Mm -hmm. it's part of what I teach in my program. When you do that, then now you're a bestselling author and you can leverage that Mm -hmm. for podcast interviews, speaking on stages, um, you know, all kinds of visibility opportunities, platform exchanges, earned media. Mm-hmm. And so your audience is growing very rapidly off this wave of excitement once your book yeah. comes out. And from there, you have all these new people to, like I said, give your book away to. So it's this yeah. snowball effect that can happen in your business. That's so cool. That's really, yeah, that's such an exciting way to think of it that I didn't, wasn't really thinking of it in those terms before. Oh, I'm so glad I could help you feel excited about the idea of writing a book. And it was great to have you on the show today, Amber, and we look forward to celebrating the release of your book one day. Yay. 